It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Nikola Vucevic, out! For at least the next week, week and a half, you'll be evaluated again in 7 to 10 days. Probably out a little bit longer than that. Aaron Gordon, also out for the foreseeable future. But it's not time to give up. It's not time to to let go of hope for this season. Still a long way to go. And we're going to learn a lot about a lot of players in the meantime. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 22nd, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll break down the news about Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon's injury, what that means in the short term for the Orlando Magic, what it means for the players who will have to step up in their absence, and what it means for the long-term future of the team as far as making the playoffs. It's not time to quite give up on the dream yet. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find uh, from a local expert who knows their team best. But the lowdown on the Indiana Pacers ahead of Saturday's game, check out Locked On Pacers. Want to get the lowdown on really any team in the NBA, you can check them out wherever you download podcasts. Plus, check out Locked On NBA, Locked On Face Basketball, the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast, and a whole lot more. Whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, college, or NHL teams, the Locked On Podcast Network has your favorite team, your second favorite team, the team you love to hate, and every team in between covered. Check it out today wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The news came down about mid-afternoon. Nikola Vucevic, officially uh, by the Orlando, from the Orlando Magic, suffered a uh, right ankle sprain, a, 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 a lateral right ankle sprain. 
and will be reevaluated in seven to ten days. So essentially, he's done for this road trip at the very least. Of course, the language there is super important. Reevaluated does not mean back on the court. Reevaluated means they're telling him to stay off his feet, ice up, rest up, and then we'll see what where the injury's at, uh, healing on its own. You know, treatment, obviously, and all, all that jazz. Yeah, so they'll, so they'll, they'll see where it's at kind of on its own from there. Getting back onto the court, strengthening it to the point where it can play is another process altogether. Shams Charania of The Athletic reports that the injury is likely to keep Vucevic out a minimum of four weeks. The timeline the Magic put out seems a little bit more optimistic. The timeline Charania puts out perhaps a bit more pessimistic. But knowing the Magic, they're going to take their time and, and recognize that their season is on the rocks if Nikola Vucevic is in and out of the lineup. And that whatever hit they're going to take over the next 10 to 15 games, they can bounce back from to some degree, but only if Vucevic is out on the floor. Only if Vucevic is playing at a high level. And and that, frankly, is not going to happen if he is in and out of the lineup still nursing and dealing with this injury. That's just really the truth of it. And so the Magic are going to wait. They're going to let this thing heal. Again, check on it in about a week when the team is back home. And then see what the prognosis is to get him back on the court. It is going to be a long process that looked like a very serious sprain. And frankly, looking at uh, judging by how he reacted to it, it could have been much worse. If we're going by Chirania's original four-week timeline, Vucevic will be out until Christmas. December 23rd against the Chicago Bulls would be would be four weeks from, from Thursday. And I would, again, probably say that that's on the, on the pessimistic side to some respect in some respects, but is also probably about when he'll be back. Honestly, knowing how the Magic slow play some of these injuries and make sure guys are really, really healthy, it would not surprise me if he's out until January. The effect that this will have on the team is monumental. Yes, Vucevic was Eastern Conference Player of the Week, and and his numbers were starting to come back after you know he, he admitted there might have been some fatigue that set in. His averages were back up to relatively normal numbers: seventeen point one points, seven point seven six rebounds per game, three and a half assists per game. He's doing a really good job. He's starting to play really, really well, but. His impact on the floor is really undeniable, and this is going to be the most difficult thing the Magic have to do to have to replace. With Vucevic on the floor this year, the Magic have a 109.1 offensive rating. Considering how much this team has struggled offensively, I think their overall offensive rating is at 103. It's a pretty big deal that he's not on the floor. They have a plus 5.6 net rating, and these are both both these numbers on court numbers are second on the team behind only Evan Fournier. So. Vucevic and Evan Fournier play a lot together with the starters. Not super surprising. With Vucevic off the court, though, 
The Magic's offensive rating craters to 90.2 points per 100 possessions, which is very, very bad. And they have a minus 11.8 net rating. So even Vucevic's defense provides a positive, provides a plus to this team. And I know a lot of people criticize Vucevic's defense, but he has been pretty good defensively this year. So the Magic then are essentially missing the fulcrum of their offense. I know I've described him that way. He's he's really the heartbeat of this team offensively. He makes everything go. He forces the defense to pay attention to him. You, I mean, look at how much attention the Toronto Raptors put on him to, to kind of neutralize him completely. Even in Wednesday's game, he had five assists in 10 minutes. The team had a 117 offensive rating with Vucevic on the floor, or 110 offensive rating with Vucevic on the floor. They ended at 99. There's a, such a huge gap between how the offense operates when Vucevic is on the floor to when he is off the floor. And it's 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 not close. So, I mean, again, is Vucevic the guy that should be the number one option on a, te- on a playoff team, on a championship-level team? Probably not. But for this group, taking out future considerations and thinking about the long-term future of the team, for this group, if they want to achieve anything they want to achieve, it all starts with Nikola Vucevic. And that's why this loss is so monumental. The team had Thursday off, but the team is going to have to change how it plays offensively. Almost completely. Not completely, completely, because they do have packages without that don't involve Vucevic, but they're going to have to have guys who haven't played that efficiently or haven't played that effectively this year, take on bigger roles. So you can see why, you know, this is a very scary, precarious time for the Orlando Magic. In the next 15 games, they will play the Milwaukee Bucks. They will go on a West Coast road trip. They'll play the Lakers and Rockets at home. This is not, this is, this was a stretch of the schedule that we pointed to in August and said, this will not be an easy part of the schedule. This is going to be a part where the Magic are going to have to grind out some victories. And, and we kind of said that Orlando would have to get a little bit of a cushion at the start of the season to get through it. Now they're going to have to do it most likely without Nikola Vucevic. I don't anticipate that he will be ready for that road trip in in, or in mid-December. The December 23rd game against the Bulls is the first game home after that road trip ends. I don't really anticipate Vucevic being ready. And so it's literally next man up. The games continue. The team is going to have to scratch and claw. And it's made even more difficult that Aaron Gordon will also be out. His injury is not as serious. Um, you know, But he's going to need some time to come back too. And again, just like with Jonathan Isaac, they will be very cautious with his return. They're not going to throw him back out there. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, I highly suggest you listen to the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Uh, with David Tenney, um, the Magic's high-performance director. David Tenney is essentially in charge of the entire medical team. The training staff, the do- the doctors, the sports scientists, the whole shebang. That's his, that's his job. When Steve Clifford says the medical staff isn't letting, you know, doesn't want me to play Mo Bamba on back-to-backs, or that, that, that's, what, that, that's essentially David Tenney's job right now. And he describes a lot of his approach, and and, and, and I thought something was really interesting um, because it was recorded before the injuries, obviously, but um, I, I think it was uh, David Steele asked about the approach with Jonathan Isaac, and, and Tenney said, 
our approach with Isaac with the ankle injury was we need to help him physically become the player we want him to be at 25. Not at 21, not at 20, at 25. And, and we're working toward that goal. And that's why they held him out so long. Was the end goal wasn't to play that rookie season. It was to play when he's 25 and, you know, the results are what they are. So the player development side, the, the physical development side has been very, very good. And, and, and this team has been super cautious with injuries and I think for good reason. And so I expect that to happen here with Gordon. Um, that they'll give him the time to be ready. I mean, he's going to go through a couple practices to test things out before he, he hits the court again. And I don't sense that this team is going to be rushed into playing these guys, even if losses start to pile up a little bit. But to be sure, there are some big responsibilities to be had here. First, winning a game Saturday, figuring out the right way to play with this new group, finding out the right roles for this team. And it's going to require a lot of players stepping up because now the reality is set. The reality is set. Vucevic is out for at least the next week and a half. Probably longer. Probably the next two or three weeks. So next 10 to 15 games, the Magic won't have Nikola Vucevic. And the Magic haven't, you know, the last time Nikola Vucevic missed a large stretch of time was in 2018, December 2017, uh, when he broke his hand. And Vucevic was playing really good basketball at that point too. Um, but he broke his hand and missed the next 23 games. The Magic went 7-16 and 16 in those games. They lost eight of their first nine games after Vucevic got hurt, and that essentially ended their season. Now, granted, that was also the year where there were a lot of injuries already anyway, so, you know, who knows if Vucevic really had that big of an impact. The team was kind of scrounging a little bit any a little bit at that point. Um, I don't think that's the case now. This, this Magic team is significantly more talented. But, but, Obviously, that this team's goals are much bigger too, and they don't want to fall too far off the pace. And that's really what this next couple weeks is going to be about. It's about finding ways to scratch out wins, stay in contact, you know, maybe not be in pole position. It might take another rally, it might take another run to get back to the playoffs now, depending on how far they fall, how far other teams fall. And yeah, we're going to be looking at the standings. I'm going to be watching the standings a little bit. But right now, the goal is to get these guys healthy, to get these guys back on the court, ready to go for the rest of the marathon. And in order to keep this team afloat, several players will have to step up into bigger, bigger roles than they've had before. We've been talking it about it all week, though. Past, present, and future MyBookie players pay attention here. During Thanksgiving week and, and we are almost in Thanksgiving week. During Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got the extra holiday spending money. Buy yourself a baby Yoda. If you lose, though, congratulations as well. Because my bookie is going to give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It is no risk and all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. 
If you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have lots of questions, don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDONNBA. And MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. As I said before, this is a big moment in the Magic season. I mean, losing your, you know, two of your three or four best players on the team, two starters at that, has major consequences. Now, teams can rally, but it, it's it's really tough when one of those two players is indeed your best player on the team. And, you know, uh, I've, I've described Jonathan Isaac as the most impactful player on the team, and I, I still think that's true, but Nikola Vucevic is still the best player on this Orlando Magic team. And he was playing like it and starting to really play like it, and he gets the attention like that. And now Orlando doesn't have that. Orlando's going to have to scratch and claw and find ways to, to get open and get good shots, and, and they're going to have to get solid defense. And everyone's going to have to step up in a major way. And really, at this point, it's just about holding the ship steady. Orlando at 6-8 and eight is still in 8th place in the Eastern Conference. And that grouping is still very, very cluttered. Still a very tight race. They're as close to being in 6th place, though, as they are to being in last place. The, the Knicks are two games behind the Magic for 8th. The Magic are two and a half games behind the Pacers for sixth. So that tells you maybe what the Eastern Conference playoff race is going to look like. To be sure, this is the part of the season where those tiers start to separate themselves. Your teams really start to figure out where they're going to place in this ecosystem. And yeah, that December 15th date is coming up where trades officially open. Yeah, you start to understand what you're going to be looking for in the trade market around this time of year, or at least in this time of year where the Magic are going to be without Vucevic. Gordon should be back by then. So this is all to say, this injury happens at a critical juncture in the season. 
Yes, the Magic went 20 and 31 last year to start the year and, and had to rally to make the playoffs. So, the season not over by any means if they fall 10 games under 500. Very clearly, this team can, can rally and get there. But you don't want to have to rely on that. And you can't count on that number being that low or the number being lower to get in again. At this point, the Magic are just going to be looking for ways to consistently get wins. That may not mean they win five in a row, six in a row, something like that. It may not mean that they are above 500 while Vucevic is out. But let's say they go six and nine without Vucevic. Let's say, you know, five and ten might be on the borderline between being in good shape and bad shape. But really what this next stretch is about is giving some new players the confidence to play so that when roles do begin to adjust again, that that they can play them still at a high level. They can play those, those at, at a confident level. But it's about keeping contact in the race. And to do that's going to take a couple things. First, Evan Fournier is going to have the ball in his hands a lot more now. And he's going to have to be a primary scorer. Not only just a primary scorer, he's going to be the primary playmaker. The Magic... They're going to run him the same way France ran him in the World Cup. We've already seen a little bit of that this season. Fournier's assist numbers are pretty solid or in line with where they were last year, and he's been really the most consistent offensive player. His shot looks to be back to where at the level that we expect it to be at, for the most part. And so Fournier's shot selection, because he'll have the ball in his hands a whole lot more, Fournier's shot selection and IQ attacking the, the paint is going to be even more vital. He can't turn the ball over. He can't get tunnel vision. He can't overshoot it. He's got to be the one to initiate action and keep it going. The same is going to be said for Aaron Gordon when he comes back because the Magic will put the ball in Aaron Gordon's hands a lot more to create. You know, you want to see what an Aaron Gordon-led team looks like. The Magic are probably going to see that a little bit. And he's going to have to be smart and efficient with his scoring, something that he has struggled with all year. But to me... The biggest guy that's going to benefit from from the injury and, and, and have to step up, and I think the Magic are curious and ready to experiment to watch him step up, is Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac has had a really strong year. 12 points per game, you know, all the defensive numbers that, that we know. He is the best, most impactful and best defensive player on this team. All due respect to Aaron Gordon. But offensively, while his shooting numbers are creeping up a little bit, or about the same as, or his three point percentage is about what what it was last year, and his field goal percentage is up, and his and his shooting his field goal attempts are slightly up. His usage rate's about the same. He's getting about sixty percent of possessions. With Nikola Vucevic out of the lineup, the Magic are going to run plays for Jonathan Isaac. For everyone who is who who is begging for the Magic to run plays for him and, and get him more involved in the offense, now the Magic have no choice. And it could honestly be a little bit of a blessing to get Isaac on the ball more and looking for his shot a little bit more. 
And I think this will be the most interesting development to happen over the next month now is how much Isaac's offensive game grows, how much the Magic trust his offensive game all of a sudden. I really do think that this is the most intriguing and important question the Magic ask in this time period. And whether Isaac steps up to the plate is going to be the big question. The same could be said for Mo Bamba. Bamba's going to have a lot of pressure on him, but not in the way that you think. I do think the Magic will start Ken Birch on Saturday. I think Ken Birch will be the regular starter. Um, I just don't think the Magic quite trust Mo uh, as a full-time starter, but I think that Mo's minutes will increase. I think they'll they'll pretty much split Birch and Bamba's minutes down the middle, maybe a like 28-20 split. So Bamba's minutes will bump up a little bit, I think. And from there, Bamba's got to start proving what he's worth. I think the Magic will go by committee uh, at, at center at the end of games. I think we will see Isaac play some center minutes. You know, do, do a quick spurt of a Minu, a Wundu, or Minu and Gordon and Isaac all together on the floor. Especially at the end of games. It's something they experimented a little bit in preseason, but then haven't really used much during the regular season. But Bamba, for sure, has to start producing something a little bit more ta- more tangible. Start showing that he understands, uh, and, he, and he clearly like conceptualizes where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. It's just it's not translating to the court quite yet. The, the The reads just aren't natural for him yet. The instinct isn't kicking in. But you know, I, honestly, I think over the next fifteen or so games, we will see Bamba have some solid outings. If we don't, then then I think I think then we can start worrying about him and his development a little bit. And finally, you know, this this period is going to test Steve Clifford. He's going to be spending the next stretch of games. I'm sure he spent the off day on Thursday with his coaching staff trying to figure out the right combinations, the right way to attack and approach these games. And this is going to test Clifford a lot. I think we've talked a lot about, you know, some of Clifford's weaknesses as a coach sometimes. And... Those weaknesses are, you know, he's a little too dogmatic with his rotation. He's a little slow to make changes to to lineup groups and rotation groups when something clearly isn't working. Now he's forced to make a change. So he'll make some changes. How quickly he hits on the right guys and the right combinations or how quickly he scraps things that aren't working or strategies that aren't working is really big deal in this game, in in this stretch now. But again, really just remember the goal here isn't necessarily to blow everyone out of the water. They, they could. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, Clifford brought in Tracy McGrady earlier this summer to talk about that Rockets win streak. They did it without Yao. They did it without McGrady for a long stretch of it. So it's not like this team, which is still very talented. I mean, I, I didn't even talk about Markel Fultz. who's still on a little bit of a minutes restriction, but he's going to get the ball in his hands a lot more. We're going to see a lot of young guys given a lot of trust. Guys who have played well this year, honestly. That will have to do something with that trust if this team's going to stay afloat. But to me, the goal is is to scratch out wins where you can. Scratch out as many wins as you can. Just keep fighting, keep grinding. If it has to be, 
If every game has to be 90 to 85, make every game 90 to 85. I already said this team should embrace being the grit and gr- the new grit and grind. Their offense came around. Their defense has slipped a little bit. Get back to playing really good defense. Make teams make it hard for teams to score against you in the half court. So this team's going to have to recarve its identity, but really it's all about holding things steady, getting through these rocky waters, and getting your big man back and getting your self whole again to stay in the race. It's like a golf tournament again. You can't win the race. You can't win the tournament in the first week of the, in the first round, but you can definitely lose it. And this is the kind of injury that could cause you to lose it if you don't come with the right approach and if the right guys don't step up as the team needs them to. Audible has a special offer for you. It's the world, they have the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. So start listening today with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash locked on NBA. That's audible.com slash locked on NBA. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And that brings me to my final point on this day. On this day where, you know, we're still kind of reeling in from the shock of these injuries and Coming to, the, coming to the realization and understanding of what the next month of the season is going to look like and trying to figure out how this team's going to survive. The one thing I'm glad I haven't seen online or haven't seen among Magic Twitter is, is that nobody, well, everyone's kind of despondent and worried about how this team's going to function. And, and yeah, there should be worries. It's, it's a big task. The one thing I haven't seen are calls to pack up the season and call it a day. It's amazing what making the playoffs once will do do for you. It's there, there's belief in this team. There's belief in this group, and that's important to remember. The season is not over. The team's goals are still achievable. And this group can still win. These injuries hurt. No doubt about it. Yesterday's podcast felt like a funeral and 
you know, right now, I, I laid out all those numbers about Nikola Vucevic. This team really struggles when Vucevic isn't on the floor. So the Magic are missing a massive piece of their puzzle. And there are going to be rough days ahead. There are going to be rough days in the very near future. There are going to be some losses that you're going to be scratching your head about. I mean, even the Toronto game on Wednesday, Clifford was pretty pleased with the fight that the team had, but was upset with the team's defense. His expectations aren't going to change. And honestly, neither should yours. Last year, the Magic were 12-14 and uh, around Christmas at game 30, which is, which is where we would be... Um, which is where we would be on December 23rd this year against the Chicago Bulls when when we've hit four weeks since the injury. Magic were 12 and 14, so they were hovering around 500. Over the next month, they would fall to 20 and 31. All before making their crazed run to get to the playoffs. Again, Orlando doesn't have to rely on a 22-9 run, and they don't want to fall 10 games under 500. But... Looking at this Eastern Conference and the teams that are struggling at the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoff standings and how packed it is of the teams trying to get that last spot, so to speak, the Magic are far from out of it. It's a hiccup. They'll have ground to make up. And that's ground, that ground's going to be very tough to make up in December and January when the schedule gets really tough. So they will have ground to make up again. but they're capable of staying in it. Their defense can still be really good. Ken Burch is a really good defender. Jonathan Isaac is a really good defender. And when Aaron Gordon's back, he is a really good defender. This team is still capable of playing a defense at the same high level they were playing defense at throughout the course of the season. And that's going to give them a chance to win games. Aaron Gordon has struggled offensively this year. But we know he has untapped offensive potential. We honestly do not know what Jonathan Isaac looks like when the team is running plays for him. And judging by some of the shots he's taking already off the dribble in, in the post-ups and the, some, and, the short, and the small number of plays that the Magic actually do run to get him looks, he is getting good shots and he is making some tough shots. It wouldn't surprise me if this next stretch is where Isaac really breaks out. And I hope I'm not overhyping that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, I think Evan Fournier can, can play the role. I am a little concerned about the turnovers and, and the attention that he's going to get because now he's the top of the scouting report. And ultimately... Like all the other games before, it's going to come down to the Magic making shots, which has not been super reliable so far this year. This is all to say that that while losing Vucevic is a big deal and it's going to cause a, a massive restructuring of this team's offense, this team is still very capable of winning. A lot of it's unknown, granted, so maybe it won't be consistent. But at this point... Really, the only two things that I want to see consistent on this team are their defense and their willingness to fight and scratch and claw. Their willingness to go after every win. Their willingness not to give up the fight, not to give in 
to defeat just because, again, two of their best players are out for a little while. The best teams don't quit when they're missing players. The best teams find ways to stay afloat, to get get themselves wins, to surprise people. And so this stretches as much a test of the Magic's character as anything else. It is as much a test of the foundation that Clifford built, the culture that he built, as anything else. It's a test of how their young guys are developing, too, to be frank. I mean, I think we know what to expect from Evan Fournier, but Isaac Fultz, and even to some extent Aaron Gordon, and to some extent Mo Bamba, too. We don't really know what they're, how they're going to react to this how they're going to react to having Vucevic off the floor. And whether they can create at the level that this team needs. It's going to be tough, don't get me wrong. And I don't, I honestly, like, the realist in me says that the Magic are going to fall behind here. That, you know, even if, if the Magic go 5-10, and 10, that would put them at 11 and 10. 11 and 18, which probably doesn't knock you out, but you've got ground to make up, and it ain't going to be easy. So the Magic have a lot still to fight for and a lot of work to do to get there. But the dream is not over. All their goals are still in front of them. And the last thing that this team or anyone related to the Magic should do is give up. Because there's still plenty of games to play. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including complete coverage of the injury of the injuries that have, that have happened to the Magic at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.